You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Joy in their heart and their they have all of their hairs just right in the right place, unless it was Brother Dustin. Uh, but, uh, you know, you have everything is just right, but there's still things at home. There are still areas where we still have some growth to do. None of us have arrived. I was texting with a pastor earlier this morning, and I was... Uh, just just encouraging him, and as I was texting to him, I said, I just preached to me. He was asking what I was preaching, and, and I told him, I said, I just preached to me, and I figure it'll probably help somebody else along the way somewhere. But the reality is we're all on this journey of faith. We're all in this area where we're growing or should be growing. And as we look at uh, this family I imagine a kind, gracious, spiritual family. We have in this family three adults that are listed. Uh, They're not children. Uh, Three adults and no other parents or anybody else is mentioned. Uh, But uh, when you look at this family, uh, there are no spouses, no children, no parents. Uh, But uh, some believe that, that Martha... Uh, was a widow, and that she went to live with uh, Lazarus and Mary. Uh, Others believe that uh, Mary and Lazarus came to live with Martha. Uh, And uh, when you you look at uh, uh, verse 38, it says, And now it came to pass as they went that they entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. So I believe that this was the reality that Mary and Lazarus went into Martha's home. And there's another reason why I believe it was Martha's home, because Martha was one in the kitchen. And there's only room for one cook in the kitchen. And so uh, it was Martha's house and Martha's kitchen. Uh, And so, uh, you know, whether that's the truth or not, it's just conjecture. But the reality is that within that home, a home that Jesus was welcome in, a home that Jesus was present in, there were still some frustrations. There were still some problems. And Mary and Martha are often contrasted as though you will either, you have to choose between being a, uh, a worker like Martha or a worshiper like Mary. But it's not an either-or proposition. It doesn't have to be that we are one or the other. We ought to be both. And so here we look at this family, and I think we can learn some lessons from them uh, since we have some inside scoop into their lives. And so tonight I'm going to preach to you on the message, the title, Faulty Focus. Faulty Focus. You know, you and I, our, our theme this last year, 2020, was focused faith. Our focus has a lot to do with how we act. Our focus has a lot to do with where we go, how, how we get there. And so uh, when our focus is clear, then we can make good decisions. 
when our focus is faulty, we will find that the, there will be consequences for those, those wrong views. Uh, there will not be the clarity that there should be. And so I want to just look at three areas of faulty focus uh, that we can see in this family here. I want you to see, first of all, focus on self. Focus on self. Look with me back at verse number 39. Uh, the Bible says, And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. You know, when we look at Martha, we see a lady who was cumbered about. Uh, her focus was on herself. Focus, first of all, on self. And you and I, when our focus is on ourself, what we will find is we are going to make wrong assumptions. We will make wrong assessments uh, that, that should not be made. Our perspective is not going to be right. Our perspective is going to be skewed when we are, uh, when we are focused on ourselves. Now, here we have a lady who was serving. Uh, this was a lady who was working, doing something good. And the Bible says that she was cumbered about. Uh, she had much serving. So Martha was that busy bee. She was that lady that was engaged and serving and she was busy doing what we would call the work of the ministry here she is serving the savior and you know what you can't get any more real serving our savior and here she was ministering to the physical needs of the savior and meeting his needs but in her service she noticed that she was alone and when our focus is on ourselves, we start making assessments. We start looking around to other people. And when my focus is on myself, now all of a sudden uh, those, those assessments start creating problems. You know, we need to be mindful about several things here in Martha's service uh, for the Savior because these were a good service. These were good things. And it's easy it's easy for those who sit to criticize uh, those who serve. But at the same time, for those who are serving, all of a sudden, our focus can be on ourself. Have you ever been serving the Lord and you looked around and said, where is everybody? How come I'm here by myself? Isn't there anybody else that loves the Lord? Now, I know you would never say that, but you think it. You say, Pastor, how do you know? Because I think it. You see, we're all human, and we all have these battles, and here as we look, we see this lady who is busy with the work of the ministry, busy serving the Lord, but she noticed something in her service. She noticed that she was alone. And you know, when our focus is on ourselves, we start looking at it as though we are the only one. We start looking at nobody else loves the Lord. We start looking at how come somebody isn't helping me? Well, I'm sorry. Are we a is our service for the Lord about us, or is our service for the Lord about the Lord? You see, if my service for the Lord is for the Lord, then it doesn't matter if somebody's there helping me or not, does it? It doesn't matter whether somebody's coming alongside and patting me on the back. 
It doesn't matter whether or not there's any accolades or there is any support. Uh, the, the purpose is to serve the Lord. Uh, I think about uh, Moses as he was up on uh, the mountain. Uh, the battle with Amalek was down in the valley. And Moses would hold his hands up and he would, he would have the rod of God in his hand. And, and as he had his hands up, uh, they would win the battle. But as, as his hands got heavy and his hands would come down, uh, they would begin to lose the battle. And Aaron and her recognized what was going on. And here they came alongside the man of God and they started holding their his hands up so the battle would be won. But the reality was, if Moses couldn't hold his hands up without getting tired, who was going to hold up Aaron and her hands? Nobody was there to hold up their hands. But they didn't look around and say, well, who's helping me? You see, our service for the Lord, it can't be our focus is faulty when our focus is on ourselves. You know, we need to make sure that uh, we are thankful for those who are serving around us. Amen? It is, it is important. A kind word, a note, uh, a word of praise or encouragement goes a long way. And we, we are in this battle together. But the reality is our service for the Lord, our focus should not be on ourselves. It's a faulty focus when we are focusing on ourselves. But here we do find Mary or Martha, and her focus is on her own weariness. She was cumbered about with much serving. And, and when we start magnifying our own self in our own eyes, there's a little flag that goes off. It should be like that little red light on your dash. That little, maybe it's an amber, I think it's an amber light. It comes up and it says, check engine. When we start focusing on ourselves, there should be a little light that kicks on that says, check heart. Because there's something going on. Our focus is in the wrong place. And so we need to make sure that we are not focusing on self. So faulty focus is when our focus is on self. Secondly, our faulty focus when our focus is on or sister, on somebody else. Here Martha uh, was looking at Mary, and, and here she said, that, uh, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Here she is, and she's now, not only was she focusing on her own needs, now she's focusing on somebody else. But she wasn't focusing on what somebody else was doing. She was focusing on what somebody else was not doing. And faulty focus reveals itself when now all of a sudden we start pointing people out. Well, look what they're not doing. I know you're a better Christian than I am. So you would never do that. No, the reality is when our heart is not right, we start focusing on self. Pretty soon, we're going to start focusing on our brother or our sister. We're going to look at somebody else and start seeing what they are doing or whether what they are not doing. And her focus went from herself to her sister. And it is easy to tear someone else down, isn't it? It's easy. Boy, are we quiet tonight. 
uh, we just hit we just hitting something right down there on the bottom shelf or amen owe me something all right uh, stay engaged in the message uh, but here we have uh, this this uh, battle that's going on and now she she went from from uh, recognizing that she was alone, and now her focus went from herself to her sister, and now she is criticizing her sister to the Lord. Now, say, Pastor, where do we go with that? I'm glad you asked. Think about your prayers. You know, in our prayers... We can come to God about people in a negative manner. You know, who who is the accuser of the brethren? You know, the Bible does not say he is the false accuser of the brethren. He said, well, if I can't tell the Lord, who can I tell? When our heart is critical and tearing down somebody, our heart is in the wrong place. And here we see that Martha, or Martha here, she went from her focus on herself to on her sister. Uh, and we begin to focus on other people. We focus on their posture, uh, their sitting, their standing, their laboring, uh, or their learning. Whatever the situation, we start looking at these individuals, what they are doing or what they are not doing. Uh, you know, we will not give an account of somebody else's life to the Lord. You and I will give an account of ourself to the Lord. The Bible tells us in Romans 14, 12, so then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. You and I will stand before the Lord. We will answer for ourselves. We will not answer for somebody else. You know, Martha did not have to answer to Jesus for Mary. Or vice versa. They only had to answer to the Lord for themselves. 2 Corinthians 5.10 For we, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body uh, according to that he had done whether it be good or bad. And you know, uh, here when we look at uh, other people, we can start looking at what uh, they are doing. Uh, they are uh, here. Martha was looking and she was serving, she was working, and she's looking over at Mary, and Mary was sitting. Now, we know that Mary was worshiping, she was learning. She was doing a good thing. Matter of fact, the Lord commended her for what she was doing. But when our focus is wrong, they're just sitting. They're doing nothing. And it's an assessment that is not a clear assessment. You see, it's a faulty focus. We look at their posture. Maybe we look at their position. Maybe we start looking around and we start seeing somebody else and they have a, a, a position that you and I wish we would have. And all of a sudden now there is a, a amount of pride. There is envy that starts coming out and revealing itself. 
We feel like uh, pride and envy are usually the source of criticism. When somebody criticizes, it is almost always out of an attitude of pride or envy. And so here we look at that and now Martha, who's the one serving? She's doing good. But she is now no longer doing good because she's criticizing her sister. Maybe we feel like we should be in that position. Maybe Martha thought, you know what? It's my house. I should be the one sitting. She should be in here cooking. Maybe we think, hey, I'm the one with the title. How come, how come I'm the one doing this? Somebody that doesn't have the title, they should be doing this. I've already put in my years down here. It's somebody else's turn. You know, that attitude is an attitude that, that it's based on a faulty focus. Uh, we feel like we should be in a recognized position. Uh, maybe it's a title. Uh, you know, titles are deceptive. They're very deceptive. A title will not change who you and I are. It won't change who we are. Having a different title won't make you more spiritual. And not having a title, uh, uh, it, or having a title won't make you more effective. And it won't make you more fulfilled. See, a title doesn't change anything. Our focus it's very important as we are uh, looking at our service for the Lord. Uh, maybe we are looking at their, uh, their posture, what they are doing, their position. Maybe we look at their purpose, uh, what they are doing. Uh, you, and, you, know, you and I, we can't do everything. But whatever I do, I should be doing unto the Lord for his honor and glory. And here when uh, our focus is on ourself or focus, here Martha's focus was on her sister, uh, what we find is we begin judging what they are doing. So faulty focus is when we focus on ourselves. Faulty focus is when we focus on a sister or someone else. Uh, thirdly, faulty focus is when we focus on our personal satisfaction. Life is not about us. That's so foundational, but it's missed so easily. Because we all have dreams. We all have goals. We all have plans. We all have agendas, if you would. You see here in verse number 39, it says, And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about with much serving, and it came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me alone to serve? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. You know what she was saying? What I am doing matters. What she is doing does not. She was basing her fulfillment on what she was doing. I wonder how many times we try to serve the Lord the way we want to serve the Lord. We're getting ready to go into stewardship month. Are you ready? 
But as we go into stewardship month, uh, we, the foundation is we are a steward. God owns everything. Amen? And, and then all I am left to do is to manage what he has entrusted me with. But as I am looking at my life, uh, am I living in a way that is just trying to meet and to gain what fulfills me? Am I serving the Lord because I gain satisfaction out of that? Am I doing what I do for God, not because I use that as a tool to honor the Lord, but that's how I get my identity. That's how I get my fulfillment. That's how I feel satisfied. It's something that I like to do. Now, I'm telling you, we should enjoy our service for the Lord. But why we do what we do is very important. Just because we enjoy doing a certain thing does not automatically make that the most important thing. How many of you enjoy cooking? I enjoy cooking. I I enjoy cooking. I don't enjoy cleaning, and so I do not cook. Uh, but uh, no, I, I don't enjoy, uh, I enjoy cooking. I, I like cooking and you know, there's, there's some, there's some, uh, I get satisfaction out of that. Mrs. Brown, she loves Pinterest. Help us. There are, there are a million favorite recipes on Pinterest and 999,000 of them are terrible. And she comes up with some of these recipes and, oh, you like everything that's in here. But when you put everything together, they don't all taste good together. But she enjoys doing all these different recipes, and she starts pulling things together, but she gets satisfaction out of that, and she wants to give me a meal that I enjoy, and some of them, uh, she'll look at me, how is that? That was good, thank you. How come half of it is still left on your plate? (laughs) I guess we will not be making that one. Thank you, I appreciate that. We won't be making that one again. But you know, when we focus on our own satisfaction, that is not a good focus. Why are we doing what we are doing? Brother Jordan uh, mentioned that this morning. Why is it that we serve the Lord? Uh, Why is it that we are playing in the orchestra? Because we want somebody to pat us on the back and say, wow, you did a great job. Or are you doing that to bring honor and glory to the Lord? Why is it that we are singing? Why is it that we get up and sing the songs of God? Those that sing special music. Are we getting up to sing special music just so people can see us on TV? Or because we want others to look at us and know about all the talents we have? Or are we doing it for the Lord? Now, if you're singing for the Lord... You ought to enjoy it. Brother David enjoys singing for the Lord. Amen. He does. If you're around people that enjoy singing, it just comes out. And you know, Brother David, he loves loves singing. It just comes out. He's not singing for you and he's not singing for me. He's singing for the Lord. You know, but what we do, are we doing it for our own personal satisfaction? Martha's mission was service. Martha's methods were hospitality. 
But Martha's mentality was that her success uh, was based on what gave her satisfaction. She was trying to accomplish a job, and though she was doing something for the Savior, she was more focused on what she was doing than the Savior that she was doing it for. That's why she got her eyes on Martha or Mary. If, if her whole mission and her methods were all fo- focused on uh, serving the Lord, then what Mary was doing would have nothing to do with it. Whether or not she was tired would have had nothing to do with it. Her personal satisfaction would not have had anything to do with it. You see, uh, we, we need to make sure that our focus is fil- filtered only through what uh, gives God glory, not ourselves. It's not about us, it's about the Savior. So faulty focus when our focus is on self. Faulty focus is when our focus is on our sister or others. Faulty focus is when uh, we focus on satisfaction. But what should we focus on? We should focus on the Savior. We should focus on the Savior. Look with me at verse number 41. The Bible says, And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Can you hear the anxiety in Martha's voice? Lord, carest thou not? She hath left me to serve alone. Don't don't you care? I'm working. I'm working for you. And here I'm by myself. She's not doing her part. Tell her to get up. And the Lord's just sort of calmingly, maybe a little patronizing in his voice, Martha, Martha. Patting her on the head. It'll be okay. And that's what's taking place here. She's full of frustration and anxiety. And the Lord said, hey, it's all okay. It'll be okay. Martha's service was not condemned, but but Mary's focus was commended. Our service for God is is not condemned. Even when we're frustrated. The Lord didn't criticize Mary for Martha for what she was doing. But the Lord was going to brag on Mary a little bit for what she was doing. Mary had chosen that good part. You know, Mary is mentioned three times in the Gospels. And each time when we look at Mary, uh, we see her. Uh, uh, her position was the same all three times. Uh, we see that in uh, Luke 10, uh, verse 39, she sat at his feet and listened to his word. Uh, we see in John eleven thirty-two 32, uh, that uh, uh, she fell at his feet and shared her woe. Uh, she was sharing uh, the woe that she had in her heart because her brother had died. When we look at John chapter 12, we see Mary coming to his feet and poured out her worship. So three times that we see Mary, uh, her position was a position of worship all the time. She was at the feet of Jesus. 
You know, you and I, we need to make sure, we need to guard our heart. Our interactions with the Lord, they all, they all should be driven by worship. They should all be driven, not just by our service. Our service is good, but our service that is not out of a heart of worship is useless. And so here, as we look at Mary, uh, her, her worship for the Lord was, was pointed out in each and every time here. Uh, so, uh, so all of her actions, we see her at the Savior's fate, uh, feet. Uh, each of these uh, interactions as well, there's a fragrance that is there. We see in uh, Luke 10, uh, there was a fragrance of food. Amen, that's a good thing. And there was an environment that was there. There was a fragrance of food. Uh, when we look at John 11, there was a fragrance of death. He yet stinketh. And then we see in John 12, the fragrance of perfume. You know, no matter what the situation, Martha was worshiping. No matter what the situation around her, she was in an attitude of worship. And you and I, we need to make sure that, that we are not just serving God and going through the motions and doing what brings satisfaction to ourselves, but we need to make sure that our, our heart is a heart that is desiring to just worship the Lord and serve Him. You and I can quickly uh, become irritated and frustrated. We can go from caring and concerned to critical and then complacent. Oh, why? If our focus is wrong, if our focus is faulty it will affect our direction now the wonderful thing about this is later we will find Mary serving the Savior again and his disciples and Mary's mentioned Lazarus is mentioned 15 people are mentioned and there's no complaint what happened Mar or, I'm sorry Martha she grew she went from focusing in a wrong manner, a faulty focus, to a focus that was on the Savior. You know, our focus might not always be right. But when our focus gets shifted, let's recognize it. Our responses to what's going on those are, the, those are the warning signals to let us know when something is going wrong. When we start becoming critical, that's, an, that's, a, that's a warning flag, letting us know that something needs to change. So here we see this mirror of Scripture. We see some attributes maybe that are a little glaring in our lives. Maybe we see some resemblances of Martha when we should see a little bit more resemblance of Mary. And tonight, if our focus is faulty, let's do something about it. Martha did. And if she could change, so can we. If we can go from a faulty focus on self and others to a focus on the Savior, if she could make that transformation, you and I can as well.
faulty focus. Let's not allow that to be the case in our lives. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word. And, and I pray that you would help it, Lord, to just, uh, just to uh, shine light on our own lives. And may we uh, be honest enough with ourselves, uh, Lord, to be willing to see what uh, may not be right. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, to just dial in some things in our own minds and hearts. I pray that you would be honored uh, by the decisions that are made. And just give us direction, please. Uh, help us, Lord, to continue to grow as we're on this journey of faith. And so bless now during this time, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together as the instruments play. The Lord spoke to your heart tonight. You respond. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.